Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's talk to Butler assistant Jeff Meyer. How you doing? Uh, I always say better than I deserve. It's uh, great to be back uh, at Butler and uh, in Hinkle Fieldhouse, and we've got a, a good basketball team, and uh, we're, we're trying, to, trying to enjoy the season as best we can. When you were here the first time from, what, 01 to 04, is that right? Laval was a player? Uh, Laval was uh, actually, he came in our second year, uh, and he was our director of basketball operations, and that's how he and I uh, began our working relationship. Did you know he was going to be a good coach? Uh, I, I saw him every day work, Kent, uh, grind, as they say, and he studies the game. Uh, very creative. And then, you know, our time at Michigan, um, he was tremendous with our players relationally. Um, Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Glenn Robinson, um, Karis Avert, he did a great job of helping them on the court because he was still playing at that point in time and uh, helping them off the court with their maturation. So, you know, when you put all those years together, um, in my mind, there was no doubt that he was a rising star in our profession and he is a tremendous head basketball coach. Have you seen him grow? How's he changed? Uh, just his... Uh, command of a room, his uh, ability to message, uh, his strength of voice and strength of uh, just uh, messaging uh, with, with players. Uh, he's tremendous, you know, and, and you know, for, for him, it's, and for us, it's, it's more than just about basketball. We're, we're training uh, young men, uh, trying to grow them. Uh, they're in foundational phases of their life. And uh, he's, um, he's investing into their development as young men. You've been a coach for a long time, going back to Purdue. So it's been a long time. you got guys that you coached who are in their 60s. What do you love about this that keeps bringing you back and makes it a worthwhile exploit for you? Well, I think back of getting into the profession, I, uh, my high school coach made a tremendous impact on my life. And I love basketball and had an opportunity to play it at Taylor University here in the state. Um, but I just wanted to get involved with teaching and coaching. And uh, if I had the opportunity to invest in uh, helping young men, uh, invest in uh, people's lives, the young men's life, it, it make a difference. So that's how it kind of started out. And it, it kind of grows in uh, a matter of time. But at the end of the day, uh, if I'm able to help Sean and, and Kamar in their uh, life and uh, their, their development, 
uh, Kay Battle and Marquise Hastings are, are young guys that have high aspirations and are trying to get on the court right now. Um, I, I feel like I have an opportunity to do that. And then all, also because of my experiences throughout the year, uh, we've got uh, uh, Brandon Crone, uh, who I actually recruited here, a young man on staff, uh, Will Vergallo and Emerson Campen, Omar Lowry. These are young coaches that are trying to, in their own way, carve a path, uh, a professional path. And uh, hopefully with some of the experiences I've had, I can steer them in the right direction. So I have an opportunity to invest into to young coaches also. You were a really successful head coach at Liberty for a long time. That it seems like through you've made choices where you're an assistant and not necessarily, I mean, you, you could be a uh, head coach. What do you love about being an assistant, and what did you love about being a head coach? Well, you know, certainly that was many, many years ago. And, uh, you know, you just kind of follow the path that uh, you feel like uh, having a faith walk the Lord wants for you. And I, you know, start out like helping Greg Marshall in his first uh, collegiate job at Winthrop University. And of course, Greg's an outstanding coach now at Wichita State. So I had three years with Greg. Uh, and then, you know, Todd calls and I have an opportunity to come back home and be at Butler. And Todd's a tremendous basketball coach. Uh, kudos for him. He's back in the saddle at, at Evansville right now. I'm happy for he and Joez. Uh, and then, you know, it just kind of grows from there. You know, I had an opportunity to work with Quinn uh, Snyder at Missouri which didn't end well for us, but uh, he's doing outstanding yeah. in, uh, in, uh, in, in the NBA and at Utah. And then, you know, Quinn kind of, he knew Kelvin, and I'm an Indiana guy. I didn't know Kelvin Sampson, and he gets the job at Indiana. He wants to hire an Indiana guy, and Quinn kind of helps me with that opportunity. And as you well know, and your listeners well know, it didn't end well for us. Uh, but then I had a relationship with John Beeline, uh, all the way back to when he was at Richmond, I was at uh, Liberty, uh, know, knew John, got to be friends with John, and he knew of my background and my, my uh, heart and my desire to help young men, and he gave me the opportunity at Michigan. So I've worked with some really outstanding uh, college coaches, and now I'm with what I feel like is as good as any of them in Val Jordan. Uh, Jeff, you uh, you mentioned Taylor. Taylor's been a place that has launched so many coaching careers, right? What is it about Taylor and that basketball program that, ha- like Holtman, you they're, they're just gobs of guys who become coaches? What is it? Well, I think uh, Paul Patterson, uh, tremendous basketball coach. You know, Paul coached uh, Kentucky All-Stars back when he was in Ashland. He gets the job as a young man at uh, – a young coach at, at Taylor, and he's an outstanding basketball coach. And uh, every day is a uh, uh, it was like a clinic for 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 Chris Holtman, uh, for John Gross, uh, and so you know they had great mentorship, and I became really good friends with Paul. We helped each other uh, consistently throughout the '90s. He was at Taylor, I was at Liberty, and uh, but I do think that. A lot, of, a lot of his former players had a great passion for the game of basketball. Uh, they were able to kind of learn day by day on the job from uh, uh, Coach Patterson and his mentorship. And uh, both those guys do an outstanding job. Akron's having a really good year. Of course, we know what Chris was able to do here at Butler. And uh, 
they're just uh, they're tremendous friends, and, and our, our Taylor connection is something I feel very, very blessed with. You know, being a coach, this is a, it's a wacky profession, isn't it? You really don't know whether, like with Holt, the timing just worked out great, right? And then he delivered. Sometimes it had, the timing's wrong. Sometimes the timing's great. What is the, what's the difficult part of this job that maybe an idiot like me doesn't understand? Well, I don't think you're an idiot. I can't. Uh, let me, let's start That's there. Very generous of you. Uh, you know what? Uh, I always say coaching's more of an art than a science. Uh, you know, you think of building a house and you got to have a blueprint and you follow the blueprint and you can build a house like a, a constructor. But coaching's more like chemistry. It's more like chemistry. Sometimes you got to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Uh, some teams you have to drill more. Some teams you have to play more. Some teams uh, need more film. Some teams just need to go to the court and get reps. And so coaching in a lot of ways, there's no real blueprint to it, although you could probably look at some different careers and, and career paths and, and find some, some positive ones. But I, I really feel like you just it's more like a, an art. It's more like a, the chemist that – you just kind of got to go uh, with the flow sometime, kind of see and read the situation and uh, right place, right time for some. And, uh, you know, there are some guys that there are, are at the right job at the wrong time, yeah. you know, and that happens. Uh, but, you know, in, you know, just talking about it, I think, you know, having a persevering spirit, having a positive uh, approach, you know, in all situations, try to learn, try to grow and uh, turn negatives into positives and, and move forward with it. It's a lot like what we tell our kids at timeouts. you got to get to the next play. You know, the turnover we just made, the bad shot we just took, uh, you got to move forward with it. And uh, so in that light, the game of basketball can become a life application. It really can, can't it? I mean, it's like you can learn so many lessons, and I think this is true for a lot of sports, but I think it's especially true with basketball that you can learn a gob about life Basketball can reward individual excellence, but in the end, it's always the collective that's really important, and that's, that's such a life lesson, isn't it? No question. Uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. And, uh, you know, with, with our guys today, it's, it, it is a little bit different just because they've, they've come through a, uh, a time where most of them have been told they're really special, and then they get to a, a, a team where you have – 13 really special guys and now we got to think about okay what's best for the team and uh you know Val does a tremendous job I you know I thought uh, coach Licklider was tremendous you talk about the Butler way uh it demands a commitment uh, you know it, it it strives for improvement and uh you're you're putting the team above yourself and uh when you're able to do that you know life is a team sport uh, and you know this, and uh, our listener, your listeners know this, but uh, that's one of the beauties of the sport, being able to give yourself over to a cause that's greater than yourself. Tell kids all the time, I've met a lot of people, a lot of successful people in, in my life journey. Uh, the happiest people I know are the ones that serve others and are able to give themselves over to a cause greater than themselves. Those are the happiest people I know. Let me ask you about the Butler way. I'll talk to recruiting people, recruiting expert type guys, and they talk about you got to have talent. 
And if you don't have talent, you can't possibly win. So don't waste my time with all this culture nonsense. This is what they tell me. I think culture is really important. I, I think that culture is the binding agent for the team. Of course, you got to have talent, but how important is culture? What what kind of a point of differentiation is it? Uh, culture is your foundation. Um, we're playing a team tonight that has tremendous culture. Um, Villanova, they've got a tremendous culture. They're, you know, our culture is built around the Butler way. Their culture is built around attitude. Yeah. And uh, so, in my mind, talent is a part of the equation. But culture and talent ultimately wins. Not just talent, but culture and talent ultimately will win. When you go out and recruit, can you tell a Butler kid, can you walk into a gym and say, oh, that, that kid exhibits the features of a Butler guy? No. Uh, you have to spend time with them. You have to talk with them. you got to kind of hear what their dreams are, uh, what they dream about, what they sing about, what makes them happy. Uh, what makes them cry, what they get upset about. I mean, you got to you kind of dive into who they are. And, um, you know, once once you spend time with a, uh, a prospect, uh, either on campus, on the phone, uh, in their home, you can get a pretty good feel for whether or not it's a fit. And uh, that's, you know, when you, you think about recruiting here at Butler, it is, uh, it is unique because we're looking for kids who fit the Butler way. Talking to Jeff Meyer. Jeff, you got, I mean, these are, uh, I, I, this game tonight that you mentioned against Villanova, I, I love talking to the Butler kids. I love talking to the Villanova guys. I love watching those two teams fight because it's really a possession by possession kind of battle of will. You know, it, it just seems that these two teams, they match up great together, almost like, like a boxing match. Boxing matches are, are about matchups, right? What makes this special? Well, the culture that, that Villanova has, much respect for uh, Jay and, and uh, the work that he does. And, you know, and, and certainly our culture here is uh, time-tested and proven. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, when you get to the court, it's, it's a lot about execution, you know, it's, it can, who, who can, like, physically uh, do the job on the court collectively, uh, screening, spacing, cutting, uh, making shots, uh, finishing around the rim. We know it's going to be a physical game. Both teams do a great job of, of trying to force misses. So uh, once you get onto the court, the culture all kind of sets the table. It becomes a matter of execution. Let me ask you this. How much, like you talked about this, and Lavelle does too, about this being a developmental program, and that's a big part of your life, as, as you mentioned, getting these guys from where they are here to being good parents, good grandparents, good people. You know, we're, nobody's going to retire from basketball. None of these guys are going to retire from basketball and, and then just go away. You know, they've got to do something with their lives. Your attention to a game like tonight's game against Villanova versus your the time you spend thinking about ways to help develop these guys. I know they're intertwined a bit, but what do you spend more time pondering? Uh, you know what? Uh, right now it's, it's game, yeah. day before game. We're looking at a lot of video. Uh, we are trying to encourage our kids' hearts. I've always felt like, and you know, I shared this a number of years ago with John Beeline when we were in a tough stretch at Michigan. Once... Uh, once the calendar hits February 1st, you're coaching heart as much as you're coaching the body and the mind. You want 
to build them up, and you want their hearts to be full for each other and for the game. So, uh, you know, we're spending time right now talking to our kids uh, before practice, after practice, about the joy they get from playing, the joy that the game and their teammates, are we, are we playing for each other? Uh, but February 1st, in my mind, has always been calendar turns to cut the practices back. We kind of are who we are. We'll get better during some games. And, uh, you know, we, we need to play with hearts, hearts for each other, hearts for the game, the joy of the game. And if we can get our kids to do that and stay connected, good things are going to happen. Were you with Beeline from the beginning at Michigan? No. I was um, – he had one year at Michigan. Okay. And then uh, our uh, experience at, at Indiana went south. Yeah. And then he brought me up um, as an uh, administrative assistant. Uh, and then he put me on the court uh, two years in. What made – here, Here I, I want to ask you about a kid. And I almost never do that. But, he, but he's a good kid. He's from Carmel, Stuart Douglas. So Stu was a kid, when I saw him in high school, I was like, Michigan? How the hell is this kid going to play at Michigan? He was really successful at Michigan, and he's made money playing basketball. What's the key to Stuart Douglas? What made him that? Well, number one, Stu had a great passion for the game because, you know, we were at Indiana. We recruited him. uh, Felt like he would be a good player at at a mid-major level, but he, because he chose Michigan, uh, put himself in a, a developmental system because skill development player development expanding your abilities is uh was was huge for for coach beeline and for coach jordan for us here i mean it is a skill development program and he was able because of his passion for the game uh to take his game he developed his ball handling he developed his jump shot uh he developed a mid-range game uh he became a really good defender and uh, he just took parts of his game and got better and better and better. And then his uh, leadership as a senior, he and Zach Novak were our captains when no one thought we could possibly win a Big Ten championship. And, and uh, they won the first uh, Big Ten championship for, for Michigan in like a decade. So, uh, but Stu was a, a blessing to coach. Uh, he was bright. But, you know, my mind... He, and you didn't know this, but yeah, he had a great passion for basketball. He yeah. ended up play, he's still playing. Yeah. And uh, you would have never known that if you met Stu on the front end. You'd think, oh, he's going to get a degree and probably make lots of money in some office somewhere. And uh, still playing basketball. So his love for the game, his passion, uh, in my mind, was a real divider. And then he took the opportunity at Michigan to, to develop his game. Thanks, Coach. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate what you do here in India, keeping uh, listeners and uh, the sports enthusiasts uh, informed of what's going on around Indianapolis and in the state of Indiana.